This is Real Estate Rookie Show number 78. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with Tony Robinson. And today we are back with another episode of Rookie Reply. Hey, Tony. What's up, Ash? How how was your day going today? Pretty good. Um, nothing real exciting. I took my son to, he started a little gymnastics fun camp thing. So me and him went to that this morning. But other than that, it's a beautiful day outside and I'm stuck in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's been like super gloomy, like the past two days in SoCal. So we've been, we've been stuck inside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also brought my motorcycle back from Texas. So I think I might go for a, a motorcycle ride today. Oh man, your first Enjoy ride in, in, in New York. Actually, I did one the other day. I did 50 miles and 50 I was miles? freezing. I oh, even had yeah. like a sweatshirt on, my motorcycle jacket on, gloves on, my helmet. And I was so cold. At one point I pulled over because I like felt myself shaking. So I pull over. I'm like, okay, I'll just sit in the sun. Cause it was like sunny out, but still cold. Sat in the sun for a minute. These cars go by me. Oh, I feel one car slowing down next to me. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. It's somebody I know or whatever. And it's just this guy. He's like, hey, are you okay? Do you need help? (laughs) And I was just, I'm good. I gave him the thumbs up and he just kept going. Then I pulled out behind him and kept going. But uh, it was really funny. So are you riding anywhere in particular or just like a, a leisure stroll through Western New York? Oh, yeah. I found that I can't go over 50 miles without feeling like I'm going to blow off the bike. So, yeah, just a real little casual <laughs> stroll. <Really easy. laughs> okay. And basically, the so that one ride was basically a straight shot. It was one road to my rehab. So, like, 20 miles there, 20 miles back, pretty much. Uh, um, see, and then a couple see. turns to actually get to the house. Yeah. <laughs> Fun time. Anyways, today on Rookie Reply, uh, do you want to go ahead and read off our question today? We yes. pulled this one uh, from Facebook. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the Bigger Pockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent. T-O, retirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. 
Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. So today's question comes from uh, Gray Clifton, and Gray's question is... As a newbie, I'm learning so much, um, but I was wondering, how do you guys find accurate property tax information, including things like supplemental school taxes, when you're running numbers on potential investment properties? I'm looking at multiple cities and states, and my first purchase only ended up having a lot more taxes than I realized, um, even though it's still a good rental property for me. But I just want to make sure I don't make that same mistake again. Thanks in advance. So uh, Gray's question is pretty much around how do you estimate uh, property taxes accurately? I can kind of share what I do and then ask if, if you've got something uh, different, we can we can jump there. I okay. uh, there, There's a few different ways that you can do it, or, or at least that I've done it. The, the first way is you can go to the county assessor's office um, online, or not the actual office, but you can pull up their website. Um, and you can type in uh, the address, the parcel number, whatever information you have, and it'll usually pull up all of the property tax amounts for that property over you know the last several years. And you can use that as a basis. I've also used uh, websites like PropStream. They have uh, pretty accurate property tax information and even like Zillow. Um, I've like compared Zillow to the county assessors and a lot of times those numbers are pretty spot on as well. But you know, like Gray, I've had a situation where uh, I looked up that data and when I actually purchased the house, it, it ended up going way up. So I usually put a little bit of a buffer on whatever those previous year's taxes are. And the, the last thing that I'll do is I'll ask other investors in that market what their property taxes are. Um, because if they've recently purchased, they've got a house that's similar to mine, that at least gives me a ballpark of whether or not what I'm seeing online aligns with what's happening in the real world. So that's what I've done in the real world. Ash, what about you? My first thing would be to look first is what kind of ta taxes do you have? So uh, around me, it's very common to have a school tax, a county tax, so the town and county tax. And then also sometimes there's a village tax you'll have three tax payments. Uh, so the village tax is common. If there's village water, there's public utilities there. And then, you know, like I live out in the country, we have well and septic, we don't have any village tax at all, which is nice, but we're not getting some of the amenities of 
you know, public <laughs> water and uh, public sewer. But so first I would look at that as to what taxes does this property actually have? And then, like Tony said, you go to county websites and you can pull and you can verify. So around me, the different towns, some you can't even find online, which is really, really annoying. But you can go to the school website a lot of times. And sometimes I'll just Google, you know, hey, Springville school property taxes and the website will come up as to where that's linked and Sometimes you really got to go through like a school website and click through, okay, here's this department to go to this department to go to this page, and then you find it. But Google will be your best friend just Googling exactly what you're looking for to pull that up. Um, going to the town or the village website, sometimes even you have to go to pay my bill and click on pay my bill and be like, okay, do you want to pay your water bill? Do you want to pay your property tax bill? And you can search the property tax bill from there. Other ones have just the the whole assessment role where it's just, you know, thousands of pages of every property and what the, the tax was for that year. And it's not an actual search where you can put in the address. But all you do for that is go to use your web page find key and then type in either, you know, maybe the owner's last name or the start of the property address. And then it will start pulling it up and you can use that find and replace key um, that your computer has. Also, so as Tony talked about, like having your property reassessed after, you know, you purchase the property, if you think that is going to happen and it is illegal in some areas, I don't know about all to have this done after you purchase your property, but you can find out how they actually calculate your taxes. So if you, the property is assessed at $150,000 right now, how do they calculate what percentage are you being taxed at? So you know what that amount is. Okay, well, if you're purchasing the property for 200,000 and you think that your assessed value is gonna go up to 180 or something like that, calculate it. Use their calculation, their percentage to see what that tax would actually go up to worst case scenario that you are reassessed. And then also the, the GIS mapping website for your county too is a, a great tool as to where to find uh, property tax information too. You just click right on the parcel and it'll show you owner history, and also tax payment for town and county too. Yeah, great advice. I've, I've also heard of investors just like calling the county and just like asking like, hey, you know, what do you think this number will be next year? And sometimes they've been able to get a, a decent estimate going that way as well. But I say whatever number you land on, just add some level of buffer because it, it is hard to kind of nail that number down um, exactly. And your property taxes usually aren't the same exact amount every single year. They usually <laughs> right. do creep up every year. Right. So you are probably going to pay even if it's $100 more or something like that uh, the next year than what they actually were when you purchased it. And, and as we should probably just uh, like define what you meant when you said reassess, right? So like um, if the initial owner owned the property, there was some like tax basis that they were using or like, a, you know, and every county city kind of does it differently, but there's some value that the county has assessed that property at. And whenever a property changes hands, um, a lot of times they can go back and then reassess that property to see what the new tax assessment is today. So it's basically the the county just saying, hey, this property used to be worth $100,000 when the old own, owner has it. Now we assess its value to be $200,000. So that means the taxes are going to go up um, based on that new value. Yeah, that's a great explanation. I'm glad you broke that down. It's basically the value they see your home as. And it's usually less than what 
the actual value is. And it will, if you look at the actual tax bill, it will say like your full market value and then what the assessed value is on your property. And sometimes those numbers can be way off. Sometimes they can be in your benefit. Sometimes they cannot be. One thing that's hard to estimate is a new development when you're doing, you know, you're buying vacant land um, and you're going to build on there. What are your taxes going to be? Uh, when we built our personal house, we had gone to uh, you know, the tax assessor and just asked, you know, like these are, you know, kind of, this is the floor plan we're kind of looking at, the square footage. This is how many acres we're putting on to the property. What do you think it would be? And to kind of get an estimate, but also parceling off a property too. If you're buying, you know, around here, it's common for farmers to maybe sell off some of their land and, but they want to keep their house. And so they're, they're selling 20 acres and they haven't, hadn't gone through a tax period yet where that's been a separate 20 acres, maybe off their hundred acres. And that's where you have to you kind of figure out too, what will your taxes be? Because there is no history of taxes yet for that property as it's it's separate parcel. Awesome. Well, I think we hit pretty much everything there is <laughs> when it comes to estimating taxes. <laughs> I don't know. You, you got anything else on your side? I don't know. I feel like there was one more thing I was going to say about it, but yeah, it's long gone now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, anytime that you're analyzing a property, these are all estimates, you know, and if and if you being off by $50 or $25 on your property taxes breaks the deal, then maybe reconsider whether or not it's a deal that you want to go after anyways. Yeah, I think at least verify what they are now. Mm -hmm. Know exactly what they are. So don't just take you know, what the realtor is telling you they are or what the homeowner is telling you they are. Look look it up, ask for the tax bills, um, use some of these websites we mentioned to verify that data and then go and estimate what the future may hold. And another thing too is that if you are reassessed, so whether it's because you purchased the property, the, the tax assessor is coming and reassessing that property and seeing what the new value is, or the whole town as a whole is the whole town is reassessing every single property. This recently happened in the city of Buffalo where everyone's property was reassessed. You can actually go and you can fight that. They have a date set where you can come and you can say why you don't think this is fair and why this is the actual value. Uh, so if you are, you know, have that happen, that's definitely an option for you and reach out to the assessor's office to, to see when that date is that there's a word for it. I can't think of what it's called, but they call that date something where you can actually go and kind of protest what your property was reassessed for. There's also companies out there that will actually do that for you, that whole process for you of disputing your property taxes and the new assessed value. And they just take a, a percentage of what you would have paid or something like that, the percentage of the money they're saving you. So that's always an option for you too. Hmm, I didn't know that about the company. The, the companies exist that, that do that. That's that's super interesting. Yeah, I can't give you any examples, but I know they're out <laughs> they're, there. They're out there I know people that have used them and you know use them anytime they're reassessed. Even if they, you know, save a hundred bucks a year, they pay the person, you know, maybe twenty bucks or whatever mm -hmm. to to save. But yeah, awesome. Hey, well, I think that's it for our <laughs> yeah. property tax episode. <laughs> But also something really interesting, if you guys are doing market research and looking for maybe an out-of-state market, is look at the property taxes too when you're analyzing a market because they vary widely. And you can go online and you can just Google, you know, what are the 
more states for the highest property tax or anything like that. And maybe that can help you narrow down where you actually want to invest. Right. I Right now, property taxes are really high in New York. And a motivation for me to invest out of state would be because they are so high here. And I look at it, okay, I can get houses pretty cheap right now in my area, but I'm paying, you know, maybe twenty, thirty thousand dollars now, but I'm paying five thousand dollars every single year going forward in property taxes. Maybe I would rather go out of state and buy a property for a hundred and fifty thousand and only pay three thousand in taxes every mm-hmm. single year because once I have that one fifty paid off, I'm paying a lot less in property taxes every year. Yeah, and that- you know, instead of you know, paying, I'd rather pay more money now than continuously pay money every single year. Every year, forever. Yeah, that's a really good point because we, you know, we have cabins in Tennessee that are almost 3,000 square feet and we're paying like 130, 140 bucks a month in property taxes. And I have a 900. Why are you going to make me cry right now? (laughs) (laughs) We we have a 900 square foot uh, house in in Joshua Tree and we're paying like 317 a month in property taxes. We've got a three, you know, our 391 square foot studios. I think we're paying like 290 or 280, something like that a month in property taxes. So you know, it's a really good point that property taxes should be included when you're comparing markets as well. Yeah. Hey, well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, These episodes, if you haven't heard already, are going to be released on the very new Real Estate Rookie YouTube channel. So make sure you guys subscribe to that. Yeah. Every week you'll see the podcast episodes on there, but you'll also there'll be another video released every single week with a different uh, tips, advice, tricks uh, to real estate investors specific to rookies. Uh, Some will be by me, some by Tony and some from our awesome contributors, Kyle and Lauren, who are on episode one of the Real Estate Rookie podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Ashley at Welcome Rentals, and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. We'll see you guys back on next Wednesday with a new guest. And make sure you guys join our Facebook group, Real Estate Rookie. We'll see you guys again. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals. Enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. 
The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.